In regards to the mitzvah of Hakel, it says in the Mishnah and in the Gemara a number of details. Rashi in this week's Parsha only mentions a few details from which we can know that these details are the ones that are necessary um, according to Pshute Shel Mikra in regards to Hakel. So Rashi quotes the words from the Pasuk, Tikra es azois, you shall read this Torah. And he explains and says, Hamelech ha the king would read it. Mitchilas Eila Hadvarim, from the beginning of Eila Hadvarim, so it's the beginning of Chumish Dvarim. Kede Isa b'mesechta soita, as it says in Mesechta soita. Al bimo shal eitz, he would read this on a platform of wood, shayu oisin ba'azorah, that was made in the Azorah. So the details that Rashi mentions say in the Mishnah in Mesechta soita, but in the Mishnah, there are other details mentioned that Rashi does not bring. For example, how the Sefer Torah was given and passed to the Melech. Also, which parshias, which section specifically the Melech read, as well as the brochis that the Melech said after reading the Torah. The reason for this is understood obvious, because since Rashi in his Pirush Torah is only coming to explain Pshute Shal Mikra, not to bring all the dinim of the mitzvahs, this is why Rashi doesn't bring these other details. But if that's the case, what's not understood is, why does Rashi bring down the details that he does bring? Number one, says the Rebbe, what is, what is forcing us in Pshute Shal Mikra to mention these details? Why is it necessary in Pshute Shal Mikra? And furthermore, they're not relevant seemingly to understand the Psukim. So no, again, number one was what's specifically in Pshut Mikra telling us that this has to be the halachas, as well as seemingly these halachas are not important for the understanding of the Psukim. The Rebbe says, the first part of what Rashi says, that HaMelech HaYakoyri, that the king was the one reading it, from the beginning of Eilah HaDvarim, that is understood. And the reason for this is, because this is, Rashi is translating for us and telling us the words that the Torah is saying, Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to Yeshua, and to the elders of the Eden, the Pasik says, Tikra es ha-toyra azois, and it says in singular, Tikra, you shall read the, the, the Torah. And therefore, Rashi is telling us, since it says Tikra in singular, right after it says Hakel, also in singular, you should gather. So this is clearly referring to an individual that has the ability to gather all the people, and that's the Melech, and so therefore Rashi is telling us that the Melech is the one that would read. Also, when Rashi says, since the Pasuk says, Esatoyra Hazois, Rashi is telling us, Esatoyra Hazois, where it says, Esatoyra Hazois, you should read this Torah, telling, Lamer Hashem Elekeinu, etc. So Rashi is telling us that this is referring to the beginning from Eilah Advarim. So this part so far is understood, but the continuation of Rashi, when Rashi says that it was Albimoshalates on a wooden platform that was in the Azara, these dinim seemingly have nothing to do with explaining the Pasuk. Says that Rebbe, seemingly we would be able to say that in this case Rashi wants to tell us how the mitzvah of Hakil happened, since this was something that only happened in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, and a Ben Chamesh, a five-year-old boy that's learning Chumash, doesn't know exactly how this happened. Furthermore, within the time of the Beis Hamikdash itself, it wasn't a very usual occurrence. It wasn't a very regular occurrence. It only happened once in seven years, and this is why Rashi tells us that all the details of mitzvah, mitzvah of Hakel, the ones that Rashi doesn't mention, you could find if you, you could find if you want to learn about it. You could find more de- out more details in Mesechta Soita. 
However, says the Rebbe, we can't actually explain it in this way. Because number one, mitzvah of hakel is a much simpler mitzvah than many of the other mitzvahs that were done in the Beis Hamikdash, starting with all the offering of the karbonis and so on, and other things similar to this. And number two, if that's the case, Rashi should have just stopped after the words, so the king would read from the beginning of Eilad Varim, as it says in Mesech Tosoyta, and we could look up for the rest of the Dinim of Mesech Tosoyta. Why does Rashi bring the details of the wooden platform that would be made in the Azara? Another point, says Rashi, it seems to be that the words don't seem to fit in into the place where Rashi is putting them. Rashi should have said either right in the beginning of his pirush or at the very end of his pirush, not right in the middle. Rashi says, the king would read from Elad Varim, then it says, and then he brings about the wooden platform. From the wording of Rashi, it sounds like when Rashi is referencing Masech Tosoyta, is only to the previous part, that from the beginning of Elad Hadvarim, as it says in Masech Tosoyta, not to the next details of the halachis that are in Masech Tosoyta. So it seems like Rashi is not sending us off to find out the halachis in Masech Tosoyta. The Rebbe says some more things we need to understand. In the beginning of Rashi's Pirush, when Rashi says, So the fact that Rashi tells us, we can understand how Rashi takes this from Shute Shom Mikra, as we mentioned before, from the fact that it says, in the singular, and it's the person that's able to do the hakel, gathering all the people. Or, as Mepharshim say, that from the fact that the previous possum says, Vayitzav Moshe Oiso, Moshe is commanding them, in the plural. And then it says, Tikra Esatoira Azois, in the singular, we have to say that Moshe is turning to someone individually, someone specifically. And since in those psukim it actually is mentioned Yeshua, it says, Vayikra Moshe Yeshua, it makes sense to say that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying this to Yeshua, who was, as Rashi had just told us two psukim earlier, that there's one leader per, per generation. In this case, it's Yahushua as the Melech. Also says the Rebbe, the continuation that Rashi says, it's Metchilas Eila Hadvarim. This too we can understand the source as mentioned. And furthermore, the Rebbe says, Rashi is also coming to clarify something over here, coming to negate something over here. Because two psukim earlier, it said the same expression. By Yichtoiv Moshe, Moshe wrote the Torah. There clearly... It's referring to Moshe completing the whole Torah, and therefore Rashi needs to tell us over here that it's, when it says it's a Torah Azois, it's not referring to reading the whole Torah, but rather only reading Mishnah Torah. The question, however, is number one, where is Rashi getting in Pshutish Mikra that he's only going to be reading from Mitchilas Eila Hadvarim? Says the Rebbe, we can't say that that's as we quoted, Kedi Isaba Mesechta Soita. Meaning that from Shutei Shomikra, you really wouldn't know that it's only from Eilah Advarim. But that is the way it says in Mesech Tosaita. Because then the question is, why shouldn't we learn the Shutei Shomikra that it is referring to the whole Torah? The Rebbe often says that Rashi explains things based on the way it is in Pshutei Shomikra. If in two psukim ago it meant the whole Torah, then why shouldn't we say that the king is reading the whole Torah? Number two, since the wording of the Pasuk is that's the, the word of the expression, the way Chumash relates, the way Torah relates to this mitzvah, is reading this Torah. So Rashi should have also said that the king would read Mishnah Torah. Why doesn't he use the same words? Mishnah Torah. 
Or why doesn't he at least say the king would read this sefer, the sefer that we're in the middle of Chumash Dvarim? Again, that would be similar to our Torah Hazois. We're speaking about this Torah. Why does Rashi say where he starts from? He starts from the beginning of Eilah Hadvarim. Why is that the way Rashi puts it? Says the Rebbe, you can't say that the reason Rashi says Metchilas Eilah Hadvarim is because that's just going to fit more with the halacha that's, and, and, and that's the way the Mishnah relates to it. That's the way in the Mishnah it's discussed and that's why Rashi wants to fit it with the halacha as it's described in the Mishnah. Because again, Rashi's idea is not to tell us the details of the dinim, but just to translate for us the pirush, the simple meaning of the psukim. Says the Rebbe, the explanation of all of this we're going to understand by first looking at another diuk in the words of Rashi. Rashi says, HaMelech the king would read it. Now seemingly, since Rashi is not coming to tell us dinim, only to explain to us the meaning of the pasuk, so Rashi could have said one word, the Pasuk says, Tikra, you shall read. The Rashi could have said, Hamelech, that this is referring to the king. From the wording, Hamelech, it seems to be that Rashi is coming to tell us not only the translation of the Pasuk, but he's coming to tell us practically how it all worked, the din of how the mitzvah of Hakel took place. So what, what is Rashi trying to tell us? Why is this important? So the explanation is, when we read Pshutei Shomikra, the simple wording of our Psukim, in Pashas Vayelech, Moshe is speaking to the Yidden and saying how he's 120 years old today, and what's supposed to happen after he's going to pass away. When they're going to be crossing the Yardin, the whole, the series of events, what's going to take place and how it has to happen. Then the Pasuk says, Vayikra Moshe Yeshua, Moshe calls Yeshua, he says, tells him, Chazak Ve'emot, stand strong, you're going to be bringing the Yidden into Eretz Yisroel, then the Pasuk says, Vayichtoiv Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu writes down this Torah, he gives it to the Koyanim. And then it says, Vayitzav Moshe, Moshe tells them, at the end of seven years, when the Yidin come to be seen to, in front of Hashem, Hakel, you should gather all the Yidin, etc. Now simply when we read these Pesukim, it sounds like it's a continuation to the previous Pesukim, that Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Koyanim Bnei Levi, that's Ha'omazet, that's the people that we're talking about over here. That's the ones who he's giving to the Torah in these psukim. And when it says, Tikres HaToyrazois, Belosh and Yochid in the singular, as we said before, this is an instruction to Yehoshua. That is, the way we would understand it, is that after seven years from coming into Eretz Yisrael, so seven years after Moshe Rabbeinu would have passed away, Yehoshua should gather the Yidin and inspire them to fear Hashem, to keep Hashem's mitzvahs, to keep the Torah, etc., and how is he going to do it? He's going to read the Torah to them. And what would the Torah mean? The way we would have understood it is, yes, he should read the whole Torah to them. The Torah that he's now given, Moshe Rabbein is giving to the Akoyan and Bnei Levi, Yeshua should gather them in seven years from now and remind them about all of it, inspire them to all of it. In order to negate that this pirush, to that this is the understanding of the Psukim, Rashi says, And with this he's clarifying these few points. Number one, that this mitzvah is whenever there is a melech, it's a mitzvah for all generations, not only seven years after they come into Eretz Yisroel. Number two, this is a command to Yeshua, not as the one that's bringing them into Eretz Yisroel, but it's ha-melech this is he's telling it to Yeshua as the melech. And number three, it's not going to be about reading the whole Torah, it's only from the beginning of Eilah HaDvarim, not the whole Torah that he's giving to Koyen Ibn Levi. Why do we have to say this? What is forcing us in Pshutish Mikra to say that it's not the whole Torah that's being read, only from the beginning of Eilah Advarim? 
Says the Rebbe, since the Pasuk itself says that the purpose of this gathering and reading is, so they should listen and learn and fear Hashem. Hashem elekeichem and keep all the mitzvahs. So clearly what's relevant over here is those parshies that are going to inspire Yidin and going to get them to fear Hashem and to do the mitzvahs. And this is why Rashi says, mitchilas That's why he uses this expression. We asked before, why not Mishnah Torah or the Sefer and the like. Because the words Eilah HaDvarim is telling us, as Rashi had already told us in the beginning of Chumash Dvarim, that these are the words of rebuke and inspiration that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to the Yidden before he passed away, encouraging them to keep Torah and mitzvahs. And that's exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu is telling every single future Melech, similar to Moshe Rabbeinu, that in the end of every seven years, in future generations, you should read these words from Eilah HaDvarim, these words of rebuke and inspiration to the Yidden. So now one could ask, even in the Psukim in Eilah HaDvarim, even if you start from Eilah HaDvarim, there's still a, quite a number of Parshias or Psukim that are not in a direct way connected to this idea of inspiring Yiras Hashem and encouraging to keep all of Torah and Mitzvahs. And this is what Rashi means when he says that you start Metchilas Eilah HaDvarim, you just start from the beginning of Eilah HaDvarim, and then he says, That means, yes, we're starting from the beginning of Eilah HaDvarim, but which parts are we going to read? Well, in Masech Tosoyta, it will be specified which parts are the ones that are being read and which are the parts that are going to be skipped. Says the Rebbe, but based on this, now becomes another question. Since the point is that all Yidin should be able to hear and be inspired. So when Yidin come into Eretz Yisrael, there's, first of all, there are 600,000 Yidin that are the ones that are ready to go out to war of that age. Then you have all of those that are younger than 20 and so on, and you have the women and so on and so forth. Especially years later in Eretz Yisrael, definitely there's going to be plenty more Yidin. How is it possible that all the Yidin can hear the king speaking? I, says the Rebbe, the fact that we find a number of times in the Torah where Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to all the Yidin, but the Rebbe says that's still not the same. Number one, it doesn't say that in all these cases there was also the women and the children. Number two, not necessarily they all had to hear the words directly from Moshe Rabbeinu at the same time. Where over here, clearly the Torah is saying, gather the men, the women and the children. The mitzvah is that you have to read the Torah in their ears, they all have to hear it. How is it possible that they should all be able to hear it? And this is why Rashi adds now the next detail. That he's reading it, Albimo is reading it on a platform, on a high place, so that all the Eden should be able to see and hear him. But now become some other questions, and this is why Rashi is going to have to have the continuation. Once Rashi says there's a platform, Rashi immediately needs to say that this platform is made of wood, and that it was in the Azorah. Because with this he's going to take away, he's going to preempt a number of questions that we could have based on things that we have already learned earlier in Chumash. Number one. Since it says, Tikres HaToyra, you're going to read this Torah. It's going to be when all the Eden come to be seen in front of Hashem Elikecha, which makes it sound like that it's going to be inside in the base of Mikdash. Now clearly that's going to be a tremendous, tremendous miracle for all the Eden to be able to fit inside. Number two, how is it that we could change things in the base of Mikdash and now we're suddenly building platforms over there? And this is why Rashi says that it's actually in the Azorah. So it's not inside, it's in the Azorah. It's in the courtyard. 
And as we find this a number of times, this idea that that the glory of Hashem appeared was by the door of the oil moed. So it's not inside. Another thing says the Rebbe. We've learned already earlier about the Mishkan, that the matters of the Mishkan, the things that were made in the Mishkan are things, all the Kalim in the Mishkan were things that were used on a regular basis, on, a, on, a, on an everyday basis. And certainly that would be also the case in the Beis HaMikdash. So here we have another question. How can we have a base of Bimo, this platform in the Beis HaMikdash, only to use it once in seven years? And in fact, it would probably even get in the way of the regular Avoidah, everyday Avoidah in the Beis HaMikdash. And this is why Rashi says that this Bimo was made of wood, and Shahayu Oisin, they would make it, meaning specifically for this purpose. In other words, it was only a temporary thing that was made only at the time when it was needed, once in seven years. The Rebbe now moves on, after explaining the simple Pshat and Rashi, to what the Rebbe calls the Inyanum Ufloim, the amazing things, that we can also take out of this Rashi. And the Rebbe says, in the fact that the king is the one reading the parashis of Mishnah Torah, by Hakel, there are generally two svaris, two ways of looking at it. Is this a din in the Melech? In other words, it's one of the obligations of the Melech, that when it comes Hakel, he is the one that needs to read the parashis of the Torah for all the people. Or is it a din, it's part of one of the details of the, of the mitzvah of Hakel. In other words, part of Hakel is that these parshias need to be read, and the king is the one that has to do it. So it's more of a din of Hakel. In a similar way, says the Rebbe, we could also ask regarding this platform, regarding this bima that was made then. Is the purpose of the bima for the melech, it's part of the honor of the king, or something like that, that the king is put up on a high platform, and that's where he's going to read it from? Or is it again one of the dinim of the mitzvah of Hakel? Simply, says the Rebbe, this is dependent. In other words, this question, is it part of the Melech or part of Hakel, the, the fact that the king is going to read before getting to the Bima? Says the Rebbe, the question is, where do we learn out this whole idea that the king is the one reading the Torah? Rashi, in his Pirush on the Mishnah, says, that this, this reading was through the Melech, as it says in the Sifri, in the parsha of the Melech, as Mishnah HaToyrah Hazois, that we learn out that what do you read in the time of Hakel? You read Mishnah Torah. So we see clearly that it's something to do, that it's part of the parsha of the Melech. In other words, Zadin, one of the obligations of the Melech himself, one of the things the Melech does is that he reads, is that he reads, uh, is that he reads during Hakel. In other words, by, by the Melech, there's this Din that he has to have a second, say for Torah, and part of that is, is, is as well that he reads this Torah in Hakel. If, on the other hand, we learn it out from what it says in this parsha, Tikra is HaToyra Azois, where it's, it's, it's a din in the Melech, in, 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 sorry, it's a din in Hakel, we're speaking about the dinim of Hakel, and therefore we're saying that tech, the, it's a part of Hakel, but the king is the one that's going to read it. Says the Rebbe, what about, that's, so that's what we see in Rashi in the Mishnah seems to be saying more that it's part of the dinim of the Melech. What about Rashi and Pirushia Latoyin? According to Pshut Mikra, it seems like Rashi is actually learning that it's one of the obligations, one of the dinim in the mitzvah of Hakil. Because we're learning it from this Pasuk, Tikra es Azois. Both the idea that the king is the one reading it, as well as, as we explained, that the point of the, making the platform was all in order that the king, that all the Yidden should be able to hear the Torah, as I said before. Whereas in Shas, where he's simply coming to explain the Mishnah, and the Mishnah refers to it as Parshas HaMelech, and in the Mishnah it keeps on emphasizing a number of times. It's all about the glory of the king, 
It speaks about how the king would sit and Chazan HaKnesses, which is like the Shamash, the attendant would bring the Sefer Torah and give it to the Rosh HaKnesses, to the person in charge. And he would pass it on until eventually he got to the Sgan Koyen Gadol, then to the Koyen Gadol. And the Koyen Gadol would give it to the king. And as the Mishnah says, this is all part of the glory and the honor of the king. And then he would sit it while he was, read it while he was sitting down. So clearly this is all Dinim as part of the Melech itself. And so too the idea of the platform is again, that's the expression that it says, that for him, in his honor, a special platform was made. And therefore in Shas, Rashi says, it's more in the Dinim of where the Dinim of the Melech are being discussed. In other words, it's part of the obligations of the king. The Rebbe now moves on to Yenushal Torah in the Rashi. says, the Rebbe we discussed a number of times. The Torah is eternal. And even though the mitzvah of Hakel simply in the Beis Hamikdash is not Shaykh right now, nevertheless in Avoida Ruchnitz, in our spiritual Avoida, is, there is the idea of our personal Mishkan and Mikdash inside of each and every Yid. The idea of Hakel by every single Yid is gathering, to getting together all of his faculties of his soul and all of his Machshava Dibra bringing them all together into the personal Beis Hamikdash that shall be permeated with his holiness. Says the Rebbe, who is the one that does the Hakel? As Rashi tells us, the king is the one that calls them. That means the one that's calling, bringing down into all of the faculties of the nefesh is the melech. What does this particular thing mean in our own personal soul? In our own koichsa nefesh? This represents the idea of bitul and kabbalah soil malchus shamayim that exists by every single year. In other words, it's coming from that part of our nefesh, that kabbalah soil element, that's what needs to bring together everything else. The Rebbe says this is similar to what the Tzemach Tzedek explains when we speak about a melech in the literal sense, that the melech is the one that brings about Kabbalah soil and Yiras Hashem to all the Yidin. Says the Rebbe, in regards to this idea that the melech is the one that's gathering and calling all the Yidin or all of our faculties and our soul, says the Rebbe that this is, as we just explained according to Rashi, that that's Negeya, it's part of the mitzvah of Hakil. Meaning to say the mitzvah of Hakil is so that all Yidin should get together. And to be able to hear and learn to fear Hashem. So we're saying now, in order for that to happen, a very in, in, important part for this is that it's coming from the Melech, it's coming from the Kabbalah soil element. In other words, if it would be coming just because of our enjoyment of our Gishmak, then sometimes what could get mixed in is a feeling of one's own Mitzis. And therefore, it's not going to be able to be the full idea that's meant to be carried out, which is Vyoros. Hashem Elekeichem to fear Hashem. So it needs to be coming from the Melech, from the Kabbalah soil, perspective and attitude. Says the Rebbe, in addition to this, there's another point. That is, yes, we have Kabbalah soil and Yerush but it has to be in a way, the Melech is on a bima on a platform. Which means to say, if there's only going to be the Kabbalah soil and the Yira, so then the person could end up in a certain situation of a type of bitul, a type of feeling lowliness, but not in a positive way, but as a, a scupo hanidresis, which means like the threshold of the door that's just being stepped on. And you're not going to do your avoider properly. You need to also have the bima, that means that sort of feeling of strength, of yizgaber kwari being able to be overpowering the Sahara like a lion. If a person has that sort of strength, that, that he's lift, that he's above and raised up over his Yetzirah, as the Gemara says, Yargizadim Yetzirah, Al Yetzirah, that's the way it needs to be. And the Rebbe says, then when you have together these two things, on the one hand, holding yourself high and strong, 
together with, that's part of the Kabbalah soil, then it's going to achieve that HaMelech HaYekoyre, the king is calling. And it's, in other words, he's calling, he's gathering all the other parts of our soul. That we should really feel in every part of our Neshama that we could continue this avoid and it's felt in every part of our of our koiches, hanefesh, our faculties, machshava, dibrumaisa, and it lasts, it continues throughout the whole year, which is the purpose of hakel. Says the Rebbe, however, there's some other details that need to be mentioned. And as Rashi tells us, number one is it was a bimoshal eitz, it was a wooden platform, and number two, it was made in the Azorah. What does this mean? This idea, this mode, this kind of idea of bima that a person is lifted up, raised up, which is a certain feeling of strength and power, so first of all, it's of eights, which means wood, it's only temporary. In other words, it's not our regular way of being, it's not in a way of feeling high. And where is it used? It's only used in the Azara, meaning it's only used in matters of Kedusha, when we need to do this avoid of Hakel, of gathering all of our faculties. When a person is not Ba'azara, when a person is not in a high place of Kedusha, and avoid this Hashem, he needs to make sure he doesn't have any of this feeling of, of feeling high and powerful, because we don't want that Chas V'Shalim, something should come out, of feeling arrogant and haughty in the opposite way of and, and of the way of, of what's really of the way a yid is really supposed to be, says the Rebbe, especially standing in the days of Hachonet Shnas Hakel. So when the Rebbe said the Sikha was close to Hakel, so this gives every single yid the to be able to carry out the idea of Hakel in his personal base Hamigdash, and through that to be zoyicha to fulfill the mitzvah of Hakel in the literal sense of the base Hamigdash Ashlishi. We'll hear the Kriya Betoydas from Melech Hamashiach. In the coming year of Hakel, Habaleinu Valkol Yisroel Letoiva.